This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm in Kavat. President Tsai Ing-wen has met with a visiting delegation from Sweden's parliament. The meeting was held online as the president is isolating due to COVID-19 contact tracing. The group arrived in, Sun- in Taiwan on Sunday, despite protests from China. Tsai thanked the group for their long-term friendship and support of Taiwan. The delegation's leader, Boriana Orberg, said Sweden has much to learn from Taiwan and the two countries will work together to defend democracy and freedom. We are convinced that our visit will strengthen the bond between our two countries and show that we, the Swedish parliamentarians, are prepared to do everything in our power to defend the existence and sovereignty of Taiwan. Sweden is just the latest delegation to visit the country. Over the past year, despite the pandemic, there have been numerous European visits which have resulted in unprecedented economic and trade cooperation agreements. Foreign Minister Joseph Wu told Taiwan Plus's Divya Gopalan that he believes that China's aggressive responses to countries that don't fall in line with Beijing's policies, known as wolf warrior diplomacy, is helping turn democracies in Europe towards Taiwan. And we saw that the resolutions are being passed by Ireland, by many other European countries, including Sweden. And now they are sending a, a parliamentary delegations to visit Taiwan to show support. And I think these kinds of support are being seen by the Taiwanese people and at the same time are being seen by the European audience. And therefore, there are more and more Europeans now understand that Taiwan is a very important partner and Taiwan's significance in their calculation. So this is the first part. But they have succeeded, and as you call it, wolf warrior diplomacy, they've succeeded in economic intimidation for some countries when these countries look to engage to Taiwan. But Taiwan has a number of allies that have remained steadfast. Can you tell us the importance of that, particularly those diplomatic allies that have remained a support for Taiwan? I would like to stress that uh, we have uh, 14 diplomatic allies, and every one of them is very important for Taiwan uh, for several reasons. Uh, the first reason, of course, is uh, diplomatic recognition. Uh, when they recognize that Taiwan is an independent country with the name, uh, with the national title, uh, the Republic of China, that is significant itself. That Taiwan is not a country that is not totally uh, rec- unrecognized by the international community. We still have countries recognize Taiwan as independent. And the second is uh, international participation. This is probably more important than ever. Uh, it is difficult for Taiwan to participate in some international organizations, especially the UN-related uh, international agencies. And for us to be able to have our voice heard, we need to have friends and allies. And these diplomatic allies are constantly speaking out for Taiwan to be able to participate in these international organizations, in the UN, in the WHO, in ICAO, and etc., They say it in a very direct way, that Taiwan needs to have a seat, that Taiwan needs to be able to participate. The 23 million people should not be excluded 
by the international community or international organizations. And their support is so direct that we can keep our voice heard through the voice of our diplomatic allies. Taiwan has released details of a new national defense handbook aimed at readying the population in the case of natural disasters or a foreign invasion. Taiwan's defense ministry launched the book on Tuesday with the entire guide now available on its website. Officials say the handbook provides guidance so people can be prepared for emergencies. The new handbook comes as China steps up its military activity near Taiwan. Government officials have made numerous public statements in recent months signaling a need for heightened preparedness in case of a conflict. Taiwan reported 663 new cases of COVID-19 on Tuesday, including 551 local infections. With the latest wave of the pandemic showing no signs of slowing down, the government is adjusting its policies to prevent severe disruption. This includes relaxing the requirement for schools to stop classes for all students when multiple COVID cases are reported. Authorities are also encouraging everyone to download the Taiwan social distancing app, which will help with contact tracing as cases continue to grow. The number of pet owners in Taiwan has increased, and so has the number of animals being abandoned by their owners. The government is now making plans to solve the problem, as Bing Wang reports. This is Pui Pui Mokar, a Japanese anime series that was so popular in Taiwan that it led to a rise in people buying guinea pigs, hamsters, and other rodents as pets. But now, it seems, the mouse warming is over. Owners have started abandoning their pets, unaware that these furry animals are fast breeders. And the government has had to step in. The Rodents Care Association says over a thousand abandoned rodents are under their care, with many more left to run wild, where they starve to death or are attacked by bigger animals. Owners of other animals, such as turtles, reptiles, and birds, are also abandoning their pets. And there are few regulations to control this. To lessen the number of deserted animals, the Council of Agriculture is now putting plans in place to require pet owners to register certain types of animals. And hopefully with this new rule, these pets will have more of a pui-pui-mu-car life. As Naya Zhou and Bing Wang for Taiwan Plus. A third attempt is underway to free the Ever Forward, a Taiwan-operated container ship that's been stuck in the Chesapeake Bay in the United States for a month. The plan is to dredge 13 meters into the silt around the ship and then use barges to dislodge it. Workers have unloaded some of the ship's 5,000 containers to make it lighter. The 330-meter-long vessel is operated by Taiwan's Evergreen Marine Corporation. It ran aground on March 13. The U.S. Coast Guard says it is still unclear why the ship became stuck. Ever Forward's sister ship, Ever Given, got stuck in the Suez Canal last year, disrupting billions of dollars in trade. 
Shanghai's COVID-19 lockdown has, for some residents, entered a third week. With China's foremost commercial hub grinding to a halt, over 160 Taiwanese companies have had to suspend production. Ryan Kilpatrick has this report. As Shanghai's COVID-19 lockdown continues, some of its 26 million residents have now spent weeks confined to their homes, amid reports of food shortages and overwhelmed medical services. While this ongoing lockdown has taken a toll on residents, the government's so-called zero-COVID approach has also brought the country's economic and financial capital to a standstill. The mounting economic costs have led top leadership to weigh in, with Premier Li Keqiang this week calling for efforts to balance the epidemic response and economic development. His third such warning in less than a week. China has a 5.5 real GDP target of this year. The lockdown in Shanghai, we were already expecting to shave off anywhere from 0.3 to 0.4 percentage points of that growth. That's going to make um, these economic targets very hard to get. And that's coming at a very awkward time because this is the year when the Chinese president, Xi Jinping, is aiming to secure a third term in office. The Chinese Communist Party's pivotal 20th Congress happens later this year. And while China's hardline approach to controlling the virus initially attracted business leaders because of the relative normalcy at the height of the pandemic, this may no longer be the case. Uh, economies are opening up. Um, we're seeing things get back to normal. Critically, we have vaccines. We have the tools to know how to handle this virus and how to um, kind of effectively mitigate the disruptions that COVID is going to inevitably in incur in our lives. But China's policies right now, uh, to kind of paraphrase uh, uh, my colleague who gave an interview a couple couple of days ago, we're using 2020 tools to combat a 2022 virus. New COVID-19 cases have begun edging down in Shanghai, giving a glimpse of light at the end of the tunnel. But new lockdowns have continued to spring up in other parts of the country, leading to key ports and highways being closed. As China continues to grapple with COVID-19, many will be watching how the world's second biggest economy moves forward or doesn't. Ryan Hill Kilpatrick for Taiwan Plus. The Philippines says at least 24 people have been killed after tropical storm Megi hit the country, triggering mudslides and flooding. The central province of Leyte has been one of the hardest hit areas, with 21 deaths reported so far. Over 13,000 people have fled to emergency shelters, and officials say the storm has knocked out power and cut off roads. Megi is the first major storm to hit the Philippines this year, but comes just four months after a super tight killed over 400 people in the country. Thank you for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Inka Vat. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.